The blind blogger has the greatest vision of all. Welcome to the Sales Podcast. I'm Wes Schaefer, the Sales Whisperer, your host. This is where ordinary entrepreneurs come for inspiration and education to do whatever it takes for as long as it takes until the job gets done. Look, when I made the leap from corporate America to running my own business, I had a wife, five kids, a mortgage, and they all wanted to eat and sleep in warm beds. I didn't have the luxury of hitting rock bottom while I found myself on my buddy's couch or in somebody's basement or going back home. Oh, no. I had to put food on the table, a lot of food on the table, every single day, every week, every month. This is the no-hype, cut-to-the-chase material ideas and training I wish I had when I started down my entrepreneurial journey. This is one of the premier sales, marketing, and entrepreneurial programs available, and it's free. Make sure to stay up to date on everything I'm working on, along with additional content I don't have time to share on the podcast by signing up for the Weekly Whisper at weeklywhisper.com. If you're curious about where to start when it comes to taking control of your sales and marketing is just selling in print, you can get my sales agenda to use in your everyday sales life at thesalesagenda.com. Finally, get the on-demand help you need to grow your sales at 30daysalesgrowth.com. Enter the promo code PODCAST to save a few bucks on your order. If you have any questions on ways I might be able to help you here with my team at The Sales Whisperer, feel free to email me, Wes, at thesaleswhisperer.com. That is my actual email address. Now on to the show. Max Ivy, the blindblogger.net. Welcome to The Sales Podcast. How the heck are you? You're just fine. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm uh, glad we could connect. I uh, ran across you on, uh, I think, Twitter, uh, I do believe, and I was quite intrigued. Uh, your name kind of sort of says it all, but uh, I was watching some of your videos and, and reading your, um, your website. Uh, but would you mind, take a minute or two, kind of give us an overall a thumbnail sketch of who you are and what you do, and we'll kind of dive into it? Yeah, the the more I tell it, the more there seems to be of it. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a I'm, I'm totally blind fellow from Houston, Texas. Uh, I grew up in a family of carnival owners, and when the carnival, when I realized the carnival wasn't going to continue being available to me, I started helping other people sell amusement equipment. Uh, that led to blogging, uh, doing some videos, joining various groups. And uh, through my efforts online to promote the sale of amusement equipment for other people, uh, some of my friends started telling me that my particular story was very inspiring and motivating to them and that I needed to share more about it. So I started the the blindblogger.net where uh, I share the more personal aspects of being a visually impaired entrepreneur and uh, the lessons I've learned along the way and hopefully try to uh, inspire and motivate people to take action in their own lives and now offer coaching and uh, I'm available for public speaking. I wrote the motivational ebook, Leading You Out of the Darkness Into the Light, a blind man's uh, message, message or recipe for success. Hey, I, I wrote the book, but sometimes I forget the subtitle. <laughs> a blind man's inspirational guide to success. Thank you. <laughs> now, uh, I grew up in Houston, too. I went to grad school at A&M, and you got this burnt orange shirt, so I'm going to have to ask you to take that off. <laughs> well, <laughs> There can I, be no Longhorn affiliation whatsoever. 
Well, uh, see, well, see, I'm, I'm with you there. You see, I am a uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi alum myself. So, all right. Uh, but basically, I've got uh, I've got four shirts in my closet that I know what color they are by the texture of the clothes. Gotcha. The rest of them, it's all potluck. Whatever happens to be <laughs> what I'm going to wear. So, burn orange is just going to have to do as much as I would prefer not to own a burn orange shirt. The, all the most right. People I, tell me it's a good color for me. I guess that, that if there's a benefit to being blind, that's it, huh? You can tell people, you don't like what I wear? Go buy me something different. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. uh, I mean, I love your story of overcoming uh, obstacles, and, and I wanted to um, have you tell your story and, and really get into some of the specifics. Because you know, I work with a lot of people, especially small business owners, uh, salespeople trying to, to grow in a tough market, entrepreneurs trying to launch their own business. Uh, and a lot of people, uh, they see what they cannot do, right? And they let that get in their way instead of focusing on what they can do uh, and just get going. Uh, and so for you to be, to have a book, to have a website, uh, you're making videos. I was watching on your YouTube channel. Uh, you're doing coaching now. Uh, so can, can you walk us through, uh, and you know, and we can get into some of the detail really of, you know, how did you start? And even now, how do you maintain a blog when you can't see? Yeah, that's, that's one of my biggest challenges is, um, you know, I'm, I'm perfectly aware that in the online world, it's all about the visual. It's, you know, the, the latest thing are sliders, hover cards, um, you know, anything that makes your site more visually appealing is generally going to help you as far as the, as far as being online. So, and that's one thing I'm not good at. So, I generally worry about the content. I do my best to provide the information or to upload the photos or the video, and then I depend on uh, people I trust uh, to help me make it look good. You know, I've got two two different people who help with the websites: uh, Fabrizio Van Marciano and. Ashley Fox. Um, I have an editor who helps with some of my my uh, less than grammatical efforts. Lorraine Lorraine regularly. I've got my brother Patrick who helps me sort the photos and figure out which videos to to use or what parts of them to use. Uh, you know, I have my brother Michael out in Florida. He sometimes helps with uh, with uh, domain registry and and stuff like that. So it's it's it may have started out being just me pretty much doing it all but along the way i have uh, accumulated a team of people who who help me in things that i'm not good at and that's one of the things people need to realize there's no matter how talented you are no matter how much money you got no matter how many people you know there's going to be something probably more than one something that you just aren't any good at Right. Uh, one of my favorite examples is Walt Disney created the, the kingdom, the mouse that roars. The man had absolutely no talent for, for, for drawing or animation, but he was able to put people around him who did. And you know, I don't know if I'll ever be Walt Disney, but that's basically the reason that I'm able to do what I do is because I have uh, been open to meeting people and I've been fortunate enough to attract people to me who can help and some of them I pay some of them I pay less than what they charge other people some people have done it for free or on a voluntary basis right uh, do you think uh, maybe that holds people back more than it should and, and being like that pride 
right? Uh, vanity, if you will, uh, maybe not not being not letting their guard down to trust somebody uh, to help them fill in the gaps. I, I couldn't agree with you more. The, the 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 one thing that just about everybody agrees on is that it is difficult to ask for help. Whether even even if you know you need it, it's still a matter of I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to look. Uh, incompetent, unprofessional, and and vanity and fear play into that. You know, whatever word you want to use for it, people are afraid to ask others for help. And the, and the thing about it is, as you probably know from doing your show, the vlogosphere, the podcasting world, is full of very helpful, friendly, supportive people who are just waiting for the opportunity to help you if, you, if you're willing to ask them. And the one thing I, I have come upon that it seems to be able to break this down for people is if you just think about this by not asking somebody else for help you're robbing them of the opportunity to have that joy that comes from sharing their knowledge or their experience or their talents with someone else right and you know one of the one if you if you're having a bad day one of the best things you can do to feel better is to help somebody else and there are a lot of people out there just waiting just waiting for somebody to put their hand up and go hey can you help me figure out why this website ain't working? Right. Yeah, I always say, you know, if, if you're feeling down, just go volunteer, right? Go, go work at the Goodwill or the soup kitchen or something, and you'll feel better pretty quick. You don't even have to go out of your house. There, there yeah. are people. You, know, you, you read, you read comments on, read comments on people's blogs, and you see where, you know, somebody is having a bad day, or, or they're. They're struggling with the point they're at in their in their career, or their new business. Even just just sending them a few words to say, "Hey, it's it's going to get better," or "You're you're probably on the right track." Even that little can make can help them and make you feel better. Right. Now, obviously, you have to do a lot of uh, you have programs like when we logged into Skype, you had the the. Uh, speech or the text to voice and and vice versa right i assume when you're when you're doing your work uh and i've been trying to do more of that myself ever ever since i got siri on my phone on my iphone and then working with like iSpeech uh, or mac uh, um, the dragon uh, dictation software uh would you say in some ways you might be more efficient and, e and even faster uh, than somebody that can see that's sitting there hunting and pecking on on a keyboard when it comes to producing content well, actually, I'm I'm having the same I'm in the same spot you are as far as this voice uh, or uh, voice actually talking. What I'm trying to do, um, I grew up with with typewriters, and so I'm still I'm still struggling with transitioning to saying stuff and having it happen. Mm -hmm. I, I only got my iPhone a couple of months ago, and. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to send texts and reply to emails with voice, and that's just the beginning of it. And the thing that's kind of making it hard for me is uh, when you get a new iPhone, it takes a while for it to adjust to your speech patterns and the words you use. So the first, you know, so many times you use it, you're going to have to edit it after you've recorded your message. And so that that part of the learning curve is is where I'm at now. But... I do eventually want to do more where where I say it, but I've been typing so long that I'm definitely not a hunting peck typer. I'm more comfortable with the keyboard than I'll ever be with the mouse or with with uh, Dragon or any type of speech recognition. Right. 
Yeah, they, they need some uh, some translators for Siri from Texas. They need to learn that ain't and y'all are words. <laughs> Shoot, I, I can't even get uh, on mine. I, it, it keeps telling me that my last name isn't a word. So, <laughs> Well, I, I had to teach mine that opening a can of whoop ass and I'm fixing to are legit phrases. <laughs> and there's no G in fixing. <laughs> no, no. I'm surprised you didn't get a trademark error because, you know, I thought uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin had opened up a can of whoop ass somewhere down on the paper. Nice. Uh, so on on your uh, page, I was reading, too, you lost a lot of weight, 250 pounds? Yeah, I went from over 512 down to 255 uh, my brother has a picture of me. He says it looks like I weighed about 600, but that was before I got my first official weigh-in. And, you know, when you weigh over over 300 pounds, it's not like you can find scales where you can, you know, determine exactly how bad off you are. Right. So what, what motivated you to finally make a change about your health? Well, that was one of those things where basically my health told me that I had to change or I wasn't going to be around here any longer. Right. Uh, I had, I was, we were working an event in Port Lavaca, Texas, down along the coast, and uh, somebody noticed that my legs, the skin was tight and discolored, and so I basically was dragged, kicking and screaming to a doctor, and he said, I'm going to give you some blood pressure medicine, but when you get home, you need to do something about this, or you're not going to be around here much longer, so... Mm -hmm. I got with a good doctor who first diagnosed me as having sleep apnea, and once we got me on a CPAP machine, that led to me have, getting better sleep, having more energy, and actually really, really investing in the new business and helping people sell amusement equipment. I had started it. I had a website, but I wasn't really all in, as they say, in poker, because I just didn't have the energy or the, the passion yet to, to invest. But as I started getting healthier, I started having you know, more ideas. Uh, I started getting up earlier and staying up later and, you know, thinking, well, if I just did this, the site would be better. I could help more people sell their stuff. So, uh, you know, that was the beginning. And I started losing a little weight. But after a couple of years of continually trying on my own with diet and exercise, I was persuaded to go to a seminar on gastric surgery. And after I went there and found out that it wasn't a quick fix, that it's just an, another tool that you use and that you have to combine it with uh, regular exercise and a healthier diet for it to actually work, I was on board. Uh, my, and I had the idea that if you got gastric surgery, you were basically admitting failure and deciding to just quit. But that's not the case. You know, it's a lot of work. It's a lifetime commitment. You just happen to have the surgery to help you. It helps a lot. And it makes changes in your in your metabolism and your at the cell cellular level. It makes changes in you that help a lot. But you still have to do a lot of hard work. Right. And uh, you know now I'm physically healthy. Uh, I've been diagnosed with a with a thing called chronic lymphocytic leukemia, which sounds a lot worse than it is. My oncologist said if you have to have cancer, it's the one to have. And I told him I said, well, that doesn't doesn't sound right, but I believe you. 
basically what it means is my white blood cells aren't dying off like they should be. They're hanging around longer or not dying at all, so my white blood count is elevated. But they're, they've been monitoring my blood work for about a year now, and it's it's staying generally in the same range. It's it's elevated. It's It's not good, but as he told me the first time I saw him, he said, you know, you're lucky. You, when you came here, your your white blood count was in the teens. He said, most people, they, when they get to me, they're in the hundreds or the thousands. So, mm-hmm. uh, And I, I choose to have a positive outlook on life. I think a lot of stuff is, will, is, is easier to deal with if you believe that, you know, if you believe in the good, if you find if you find the good in things or people. And so my doctor says not to worry about it. He says I can live the rest of my life and not have any adverse effects from it. And I believe him, and that's how I'm living. You know, I get my blood checked every six months or every year, depending on how, long, how often he tells me to. And until he tells me to worry, I ain't going to worry. <laughs> so I was going to ask you about that. I mean, is it, is it really that simple? Is it just a matter of choosing to be happy? Okay. You're half right. It is a matter of choosing, but it ain't simple. Okay. It is hard. It is hard work some days to find the good in whatever situation you're in. There are going to be days when you're going to look outside and you go, you know, Max told me I could find the good anywhere if I looked hard enough, but he just ain't here today. <laughs> and there, there are days where you know that sunshine or that, uh, or even just the not so dark cloud won't be easy. But if you look, and if you really look and know that you're going to find something, you will. Um, you know, I get the perfect example is from my book. I sold a carousel for a guy two years ago. Sold it, uh, had the buyer in 30 minutes, had the had the sale agreed to in two weeks, had the ride in Australia in two months, which is incredible for a ride that big. It sold for $230,000. I never got paid. Now, the first few minutes, I was like, I'm going to go to his house and beat him down. <laughs> uh, then I was, man, I can't believe I was that stupid. But then I was like, you know, uh, I'm getting a lot of traffic on my website for having sold this ride. Uh, the people at AHA now uh, recognize me on their website because I mentioned the accomplishment to them. And they said, you know, that's that's a big deal. They sent me a 100 buck Amazon gift card. Uh other people asked me to help them find rides because I had sold that ride. So there's a, a day where, you know, it was awfully black outside. Right. But I was able to find some good things that I could point to that I could move forward and do the next thing. And, of course, the, the very next thing I did after I found some good in the world was call my brother and have him go online and get me a contract. So the next time somebody does that, I can sue the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's all right to find the positive, but yeah, the, one of the positives is make sure you get paid next time, right? So at least you learn that too. Exactly. Well, it's hard. It's a, and it was a hard lesson because because right. uh, my, my end would have been over twenty thousand dollars, would have been several years' income at that point. Right. So, but but you know, I I believe that people should know that I've had it bad, I've made mistakes, but I've still found the good in them and move forward and. You know, at this point, I'm I'm a I'm a successful amusement equipment broker, and I and I'm a recognized expert in the field. And I think if you ask most people who've had any dealings with me, they would tell you that if if they could and they needed to buy equipment, they would buy from me. So that's all I can do with this stuff. Yeah, 
Well, that's awesome. Well, and you're right. It's, sometimes it is hard to find the good, and maybe that good isn't readily uh, apparent, right? Sometimes maybe it's just God's way of preparing us for something that's coming in a week or a month or a year, right? And, and then you look back, you say, oh, because I went through that, I'm now prepared to handle this. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, there's so many, so many, uh, one of my favorite authors is Joe Osteen, and a lot of his examples, he will point to parts in the Bible where, you know, somebody was, was, was sent the wrong direction, was put in slavery, lots, lots of bad things happened to them, but it was just, it was setting them up for something bigger, something even beyond what they could have ever imagined. And, you know, I have had people who have told me, you know, Max, this amusement clip stuff, it's nice, but basically it's your day job. It's not who you really are. It's not what you're really meant for. You're meant for so much more than that. And, you know, some days I believe them, and some days I go, you're out of your dang mind. But (laughs) most days I understand that by by sharing my story, I can help other people take action in in their own lives, and hopefully they can feel like I do when I get up every morning. Right. So now you have a, a coaching program too, right? Yeah. How, yeah. How, how'd that get started? Well, basically, it got it, it got started as an outgrowth of the of the new website. Uh, people keep telling me that I'm inspiring to them that by reading my posts, they uh, managed to to, uh, to 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 take action. They start new projects. They uh, they get. They get with family members and talk about things that they haven't been able to talk about. So I figured if just by sharing my story, just by posting what I'm doing and how and what I've learned from it, if that inspires people to take action, then uh, I should be doing it on a more more formal basis. So, you know, and and see if I can help people get clear on what it is they really want and determine how to get there and then help keep them motivated and help hold them accountable as they go along the way. Uh, I haven't come up with a catchy name for myself yet because I don't really fit into any of the other categories, but uh, a couple people have said that maybe I should say I'm a life goals coach. I figure that my best client is somebody who has an idea of what they want to do, but they either haven't been able to take the first step or they've gotten started several times and they're stuck not being able to to figure out where they need to go next to actually accomplish what it is that they're looking to do in their lives. Right. And I feel like most people I deal with, I'm probably looking at dealing with them for 90 to 180 days, and then they're probably going to be perfectly fine to take care of themselves. (laughs) I love it. And so are are you doing keynote speaking now, or are you traveling, or you try to stay local, or what? I try to do whatever I can to help other people. I'm, uh, you know, I'm totally blind. I don't have a driver. Uh, if you, since you're from this area, you know that uh, that transportation outside of the Beltway of Houston is not is not all that great for right. somebody who is visually impaired or otherwise disabled. So at this point, I'm trying to do whatever I can online and from the house here. Um, I have a my first address actually is going to be to the blind to the, excuse me <laughs> to the to the uh, the bloggers the student bloggers society at Kent University in in the fall they've got me scheduled for sometime in September right uh, so that's going to be my first one I'm going to do it via Skype so 
you know, who knows what will happen on the technical side of it, but they're already uh, planning to get some people together in a room and have me broadcast to them. So that'll be my first actual speaking presentation. And like a lot of things, the first time it'll be free, but it'll be great experience, I believe. And I'm hoping that more people will realize that you don't have to have somebody come to your office or your boardroom or your classroom in order to share their knowledge and experience and help motivate the people that uh, you have, you know, there that need to hear their message. Yeah, there's, I mean, technology now, there's good grief. You can do so much. I mean, I, I try not to leave the house, <laughs> you know, that's by design. I hate traveling. I hate traffic i think growing up in houston i lived in a leaf but went to high school downtown at st thomas and uh four years of you know a 45 minute commute each way i think just uh ruined me for life <laughs> i'm allergic to sitting in my car <laughs> my, my uh, gastric surgeon is in the medical center downtown mm -hmm. and as we've gone along in the process each time they they tell us we can we can go longer before we have to come back again and for a while there, it was every three months, and every time we would come home, Patrick would go, "Man, I can't wait till he says we can come here every six months or every year." <laughs> I'm like, "I can't agree with you more because it's like a, it's over an hour down there, over an hour back, fooling with the parking. Yep. Just the stress of the traffic. You basically blow a whole day just to go down there and back for an appointment that's going to last maybe 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, if you're lucky, they're only 45 minutes late for that appointment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have, a, I have a great surgeon, and he likes me. Um, All right. Make, you're lucky. So, you know, he gets me in and gets me out. The other thing he does for me is he has a second waiting room, and he will send me back there so I don't have to wait with with all the crying babies and uh, <laughs> cell phone conversations and all the other extraneous noise that you have in a big waiting room. So, uh, but like I said, I think he likes me because I generally make him laugh. Well, that's another benefit of uh, choosing to be happy, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doctors see you faster. <laughs> you know, that's something I hadn't thought about, but you know, you may have a point there. Um, you know, I was just kind of joking about it, but it is true. I do seem to sure. to get and get out at the doctor's pretty pretty good, except for my, except for my cardiologist. Thank goodness I don't have to see him often. But yeah. Uh, well, if, if if you showed up in that burnt orange shirt, I'd either see you real quick to get you out of my face, or uh, I'd make you wait for a long time as punishment. Well, just take satisfaction in the fact that just about every athletic program at UT is in trouble right now. They, they don't have Other than women's basketball, there's not a sport they're any darn good at. All right. That's a good point. <laughs> so uh, any, any parting words of wisdom for our listeners? Uh, I would say the one, the one thing I do is the one thing most everybody else should do that will help them the best, help them the most that I can think of, and that is, I do whatever I, whatever I can as well as I can today, and then do more or do it better tomorrow. If I can't do it today, I don't worry about it because I know at some point in the future I'm going to be able to do it, or I'm going to find somebody who can do it for me. So that's what I tell people. Right. Concentrate on what you can influence and, and try not to worry about the stuff that's completely beyond your control. Right. 
All right. Amen. So Max Ivy, and that's I-V-E-Y. Max Ivy at theblindblogger.net. Thanks for coming yep. on the sales podcast. Well, thank you for having me on, this, on the podcast. I've enjoyed doing it. Um, this has been one of the more fun podcasts that I've done. Um, you, you have, a, you have a, a great personality, and you're very funny. I just wanted to mention that before I went. So uh, thank you. And it is theblindblogger.net. Email is just ask at theblindblogger.net. Thank you. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. And gig them. Gig them. <laughs> How many blind bloggers have you met, huh? I hope this gives you some inspiration to launch into something new. Maybe you've been holding back on starting a podcast or a blog. Maybe you, you don't blog enough uh, or share content on social media. Maybe you're not doing video. Maybe you're not doing Periscope, whatever, uh, because you've got uh, your fear. You've got vanity, right? Um, and, you know, Max doesn't have that luxury, you know, and he overcame his vanity and his fear. He needed help. Uh, and he got help, and he's growing. He's expanding into new ventures, new avenues. You know, he's getting interviewed. He's uh, been asked to do some keynote speaking. Uh, but, I mean, goodness gracious, a blind blogger. Sounds crazy, doesn't it? But nothing is insurmountable if you've got the motivation. Okay, so I encourage you to really find the why. Okay, when you determine your why, then the how will become much more obvious. Uh, but too many people don't know why they're doing something. You know what? Just making money is rarely a good motivation. Maybe it's, it's enough for a short term, okay? But in the long run, just making a lot of money will not sustain you. You've, your why has to be big enough. So maybe you need to take some time and do some brain stilling, okay? Shut things down. Disconnect. Go for a walk. Go to the library. Go to the lake. Go to the mountains. Whatever. Uh, disconnect for a bit and think about what is your real why. Then the how will become easy and obvious, okay? At least it'll become much more apparent. Uh, but ask for help. You know, the, the more that I surround myself with good people, when I first hired a virtual assistant years ago, my business grew. When I hired uh, a local assistant, my business grew. As I added on to my team, you know, I've had some ups and downs. I've had people not deliver. Uh, I've had people make mistakes, but you know what? I'm still growing uh, faster than if I tried to do everything alone, okay? So you have to look outside of yourself, and you can find good people. You know, my, my overseas assistant, if you need help, check out filipinotechsupport.com. You'll have my actual assistant, Anna, help find you a full-time person to help you overseas. Uh, but you can get great people like that for four or $500 a month full-time. When I first hired uh, my local assistant, uh, she was a stay-at-home mom. The kids were in school. She just wanted something to do in the middle of the day. And I brought her on for $10 an hour, okay? And once she learned uh, the ropes, you know, went up to $12.50 an hour. And we went up to $15 an hour, okay? So it, believe it or not, it is affordable to get good, reliable help. And, yes, it's hard sometimes to train people. They have to learn uh, your... Uh, nuances, your idiosyncrasies, little things that have to be done, but it's worth it. You know, 10 or 15 $20 an hour, if you can be working on things that produce $50 or $100 an hour in the meantime, then bring those people on, okay? Um, like I said, I love what, uh, what Max was talking about. You know, choose to have a positive outlook on life. It really is a matter of choosing. So thanks for choosing to listen to this podcast 
Thanks for choosing to be positive in your own world. Uh, and give me a shout out on Twitter and let me know that you listen to this and that you have chosen to be positive. Show feedback and guest suggestions are always welcome. Let me know what topics you'd like me to cover and any cool guys or gals you'd like me to interview. Uh, you can hit me up at Wes at thesaleswhisperer.com. And if you want some affordable, live, interactive help from me and my team twice a month, check out marketingautomationnetwork.com. Even if you don't have an email or a CRM tool running yet, uh, there is no other place on earth where you can get direct access to my team and me to answer your questions and record the answers and give you access to those sessions. You'll get access to the entire archive of sessions going back several years. So head on over to marketingautomationnetwork.com and sign up now. Remember to subscribe to the show, write me a review in iTunes, and I will love you long time. And please tell your friends, all right? The best compliment you can give is to share your feedback with a review and telling your friends about the show. And as always, remember to sell different. <laughs>